Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us all throughout this day. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. We truly thank you for it. Please be with us now as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word labor, we're turned to Ecclesiastes. In here we get to see King Solomon with a little bit of teaching and wisdom from his experience. He's gone through some rough times by this point in history and learned a lot. But here we see some teaching from him in Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Vanity being fleeting away, not lasting. What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? He at this time was questioning all the efforts all his life, looking back. What has he really accomplished with all of his labor? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteneth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circus. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Verse 8 is an interesting one there, where he says, All things are full of labor. Functioning, working is what he's speaking of there. And then the way he puts, the eye is not satisfied with seeing. In other words, your eye doesn't get full. Like you, you're consuming some, fu some food, your belly gets full. It's like, okay, that's enough. Your eyes don't do that. And then it says, nor the ear filled with hearing. It isn't that you hear enough and then, okay, that's enough. You turn off your ears because your ears are full. Is the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. He starts the book of Ecclesiastes out, as you can tell here, 
he's in a bit of a slump, a bit of a depression. Looking around, it's like, what has it really accomplished my whole life? What have I really done that really counted? Look around, is anything really worth anything? Verse 15, that which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Clearly, a little bit depressed as he was writing this. But as you go through the book of Ecclesiastes, you see he comes through that and rejoices by the end of it. But let's look at chapter 2 here as we further see some references to the word labor and the way that he uses it. And get right into the beginning right here in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. See here he's starting to zero in on the problem that he had created actually for himself. Because as I said there, I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. In other words, celebration, party, rejoicing, and pleasure. And then he realizes this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainted mine heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was that good for the sons of man, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works, I builded me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made me gardens and orchard, and I planted trees in them of all kind of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and man maidens, and had servants born in my house. Also I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings and of provinces. I get me men singers and women singers and delights of the sons of men as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me and whatsoever mine eyes desired I kept not from them. I withheld not mine heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun." That was a sad situation to be in. Sad attitude. 
to have lived as long as he had lived up to this point here and have been given as much as he had and blessed with so much and to look around and see everything that you had achieved in your life and look back and say vanity and vexation of everything that you had acquired and accumulated and done in your life. As it continues in chapter 2, verse 12, And I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly, for what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which hath been already done? Then I saw that wisdom excelleth folly, as far as light excelleth darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one event happeneth to them all. Then said I in my heart, as it happeneth to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart that this also is vanity. For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever, seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. And how dieth the wise man as the fool? Therefore I hated life, because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor, which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that should be after me. That's a situation a lot of people have gotten into when they get older, and they look back at everything that they had accumulated, all their hard work and all, and then you're just going to go and leave it to someone else. Possibly someone that doesn't deserve to even get it, or would appreciate it and would just waste it. But maybe to someone who would truly appreciate it. Read 18 again. Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This also, this is also vanity. Therefore I went about to cause my heart to despair of all the labor which I took under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is in wisdom, and in knowledge, and in equity. Yet to a man that hath not labored therein shall he leave it for his portion. This also is vanity and a great evil. For what hath man of all his labor, and of the vexation of his heart, wherein he hath labored under the sun? For all his days are sorrows, and his travail grief. Yea, his heart taketh not rest in the night. This is also vanity. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. See here near the end of chapter 2, he's starting to come around and show us that if you use what you've labored for in the right way, 
in the will of the Lord, then it will be good for you, and you will have joyfulness, and you will enjoy the fruits of your labor. Read 24 again. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who else can hasten hereunto more than I? For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. You strive to acquire things to make yourself powerful, make yourself rich in the substance of the world, and you do it in the wrong way with the wrong attitude, you will have the depression and the hardship and the increase in sorrow that he spoke of in chapter 1. But you do it in the control or by the control of the hand of God and you can be joyful in that. But all the labor of a sinner is just vexation of spirit because they don't have that connection with the Lord. The Lord taught us to build treasures in heaven, not on earth. The Lord blessed many that we have references to with great riches and wealth. Some of them did very well with it, others not so well with it. We see here that King Solomon was given great treasures, great wealth. But for a long time there, he went down the wrong direction. He didn't stay true to the Lord. He, he expanded out into the other kingdoms around in diplomacy and he would take wives of the surrounding kingdoms and when he took those wives of those surrounding kingdoms he would build pagan temples and pagan worship places for those pagan wives that he had taken that was not the will of the lord for him to do such a thing therefore even with all the wisdom that he had he wasn't discerning it correctly. He wasn't utilizing it and applying it correctly. It's one thing to have knowledge. It's one thing to have wisdom. But when you apply the knowledge and wisdom of God properly in His will, then you have the joy that comes along with it. Yes, great burden comes along with that. Great responsibility comes along with that. The more you're given, the more that is expected of you. And he was carrying that burden. And he would grow through his years. And near the end of his life there, he had looked back and he saw all the things that he had done. And he said, so much of it was just a waste. So much of it was squandering. So much of it was just selfishness to please himself. But he did learn to give honor and glory to the Lord. When we use things properly, then the Lord's blessed with that. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, picking it up in verse 9, What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? Okay, so what do you really benefit from when you're working? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men 
to be increased in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor, it is the gift of God. When we use the blessings that the Lord has given us, when we reap the fruits, when we harvest the bounty, using it properly and letting us acknowledge to everyone that it is a blessing that's come from God, then we can truly enjoy the fruits of our labor. Verse 14, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. For God doeth it, that man should fear before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. We're going to be accountable to the Lord for everything. He spoke everything into existence. Everything has a time and a purpose, like chapter 3 starts out. So let's back up to the beginning of chapter 3. To everything is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. And then the question, What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? Purpose and a time for everything. When the Lord blesses us with something, we use it properly and we can have the true benefit from it. When we acknowledge that it's a gift from God, when we acknowledge it belongs to God and He's allowing us to use it, then we can truly enjoy the blessings that He pours upon us as long as we use it in the right way to bring honor and glory to Him, not just pleasure to ourselves. Ecclesiastes in chapter 5, a couple verses here. Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor, that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life which God giveth him, for it is his portion. Notice, by this time here, he's acknowledging that the things that he has, he was blessed with by God. And it's important to use it properly. Every man also to whom God hath given riches and wealth, and hath given him power to eat thereof, and to take his portion, and to rejoice in his labor, 
This is the gift of God. For he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God answereth him in the joy of his heart. When you come into those end of days, you can look back and actually be pleased with what you have done with your life. When you acknowledge that everything that you have, every breath that you take, is a gift from God, and given to us by God, we need to acknowledge that. We need to appreciate that. We always need to use it in a way that is in His will, to His honor, His glory, and then receive the joy and the blessings that come along with that. Read verse 18 again there. Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life, which God giveth him, for it is his portion. Acknowledging what the Lord blesses us with is for us. He also wants us to share the blessings that he gives us and that's part of the joy that we have when we are able to have so much that we then can share those with others around us. Because we can't outgive God. When He gives us something, we give away to others, and then He just multiplies it that much more right back on us. But don't take that out of context and start giving your stuff away to someone who is not godly, and it causes them to just dabble in their sins that much more. you got to be very careful with your charitable givings because there's a lot of charities out there that are not godly. It's always going to have God in the center. So make sure that you share your blessings with the brethren or share your blessings in a way that helps sinners become brethren. Not just help sinners continue to be sinners and enjoy their life as a sinner. That's where the difference is. Well, you've got to be very careful with all your giving of your extra blessings that the Lord gives you. Because if you cast your pearls before the swine, as the Lord teaches us, they're just going to trade you, trade upon you. So do not give improperly. You must give properly to expand the kingdom, to benefit the kingdom, to benefit the brethren. All right, now turn to Isaiah in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 55, pick it right up in verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not, hearkeneth diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Now, he's teaching us here that we need to make sure that we use the blessings that the Lord gives us, as well as our ability to labor in the things that are satisfying not wasteful and fleeting away in vanity like Solomon was talking about. 
Of course, the book of Isaiah is written by Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, and he was delivering these to the children of Israel. But we can learn from these prophecies as well. And as he emphasizes there, Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? Like, why do you waste your money and your labor for that which satisfieth not? You're working at things that aren't going to achieve any good. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Here he's talking about the Lord. When we come to him, we'll have that everlasting covenant. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you in singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So all this goes back to making sure that your labor is done properly, making sure your labor is not wasted. And when we labor for the Lord, with the Lord, by His will, in His will always, it will be a benefit to us as well as to others. And we'll be looking forward to these joyous things that He's speaking of here. And we got to know that we yield ourselves to Him, we submit ourselves to Him, because we cannot be puffed up with arrogance and think that we are as smart as God or we can figure things out or criticize God and say, well, you should have done it this way, you shouldn't have done it that way. Because as he said right there in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We keep our focus on God. And verse 6 there, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. And then we can enjoy the fruits of our labor because our labor was done 
in the right way. It will satisfy us. We will have delight in that. We will have joyfulness in that. There will be a bounty that we will have, an overflowing bounty that we can then share with other believers. Or, as I say, to expand the kingdom to bring in more believers. And then we can have a life that we look back on and rejoice in. Seeing the accomplishments of what we have done with the blessings the Lord has given us. And knowing that our legacy is going to be all of those souls that were benefited by our life. And then come judgment day, you'll be able to hear those words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Looking forward to judgment. Because you know you did it right. All your labor was in the will of the Lord, to please the Lord, and all the bounty was used to please the Lord as well. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for all the opportunities that we have to actually labor, to actually work for you and with you, to be able to be a part of the work of the Holy Ghost in spreading the word and helping others and blessing them with the blessings you have blessed us with. Most of all, that love and that light that you can shine through us into this dark world. Help all of us always shine that light and share that love so that all of our labor can bring you honor and glory in all of our life. We truly thank you for all of it. We pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.